Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor of the Tenkar's Tavern blog. Today is a Tuesday, and that means we're going to delve into Kickstarters. Woohoo! I got a couple lined up. Uh, more, more good than bad this time. Go figure that one out. Nah, just what I, what struck my fancy. But before we get to the Kickstarters, uh, we got a voicemail that's kind of semi-related to Kickstarters, kind of, sort of. So we'll play the voicemail and then we'll dive in. Hello, Eric. It's Colin. It's Spike Pit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry if uh, I may have disturbed you with my birthday greetings. I think I might have dialed up the um, the Marilyn Monroe was dialed up to eleven there, uh, which may have been a mistake. <laughs> may have been a mistake on my part. But anyway, I'm glad your wife enjoyed it, mate. Keep up the good work, and I'll catch you later. I may be singing your song another time, or perhaps not. Thank you, Colin. Now, without those. All weather dice tubes that apparently you are not getting me. How am I going to, you know, save my dice from the sugar cube dice collection that I was looking to uh, back? I mean, those those dice are, are virtually worthless now. I just, I just. All right. So we shall now dig into dun, 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 dun. Kickstarter's. Uh, including an Indiegogo. So I you know Indiegogo is technically not a Kickstarter, but they're all go, they're all crowdfunded projects. But if I called it like crowdfunding Tuesday, it wouldn't have the same ring. And besides, which uh, there are far more on Kickstarter, but there are some on Indiegogo. So the first one I'm looking at. Now, I'm going to probably pronounce this wrong, because I don't think I've ever pronounced it right in my gaming career. Main Gauche? Main Goosh? In any case, main, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Main Gauche, because Main Goosh sounds really bad. A Zweihander Grim and Perilous RPG Supplement. It's a um, chaos expansion for the Zweihander Grim and Perilous RPG. A gritty, dark, Fantasy Tabletop RPG. So, what are we looking at here? We are looking at the first official expansion for Zweihander. Zweihander is, uh, I believe, a 2018 Gold Any for Best Game and Product of the Year. If you do not have your PDF of Zweihander yet, Somehow you don't subscribe to the deal of the day at RPG Now because it's been the deal of the day at one stretch. It seemed like twice a week for like a month and a half at various prices. Uh, <clears throat> what is Zweihander? Uh, that's a good question. Zweihander is pretty much um, Warhammer, Fantasy RPG, first edition, maybe some second edition, but it's basically... A rewrite of first edition. Um, certainly where it brings its inspiration from. So, what do you get for your money? Well, if you back for 20, you get the PDF. Uh, 
Early access PDF, fully illustrated PDF. You get a PDF for Zweihander if somehow you don't have it. In a way, it's like saying, yes, we've given away so many copies or discounted so many copies. We know you all have it, but in case you don't, we shouldn't really charge you for it. Um, for 40 it's still an old PDF version. But it includes a GM playmat, GM screen, yada, yada, yada. Your print-on-demand edition doesn't kick in to 45 <clears throat> And uh, you'll have to pay shipping on that. Uh, listen, Dryhander's a good game. Don't get me wrong. Print-on-demand at, at 45 I am not 100% clear. They're saying you got to pay shipping. So I guess it's not at cost in print on demand. So I guess that's good. I don't know. You know, it looks it looks fun. I, I've yet to dig my way through the original game yet, so I don't know if I need a supplement for it, but I understand the uh, the need. The need for speed. Now, I understand the need to put out something for it because when you are game of the year, you, you, um, as Nanny, you got to hit on that. You know, timing is everything, and they got to go for the timing. Moving on, or moving back, uh, the fantasy trip, old school role playing. Now, the fantasy trip had a goal of 20,000. It is currently at 181,000 with 17 days to go, nearly 2,100 backers. Now, what is the fantasy trip? It's one of the earlier fantasy RPGs. It's the precursor to GURPS. Uh, it was published uh, by, I believe, Metagaming. Uh, it was written by Steve Jackson. He got the rights back fairly recently, and he's kickstarting the reissue of it. It consists of... Uh, two separate games that work together, Melee and Wizard. And probably the, uh, the the best value as a backer is a $60 Legacy Edition. The Legacy Edition includes the uh, inc includes Melee and Wizard as separate boxes that then go into a bigger box. And the bigger box includes In the Labyrinth and Tullincar's Lair. Look at that. If you take out the... Uh, oh, 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 it's Tenkar's Lair. <clears throat> Already. Look at that. But, uh, yeah. It looks good. It looks like they're going to be packing a lot of stuff. Like, Steve Jackson always seems to pack a lot of stuff into their Kickstarter releases. So, there might be uh, a, a lot to enjoy in this one. I also put up an interview... I had done with Steve Jackson. I will link that if you, if you can. If you have any further questions about this one, just drop a comment, and uh, I'll forward it to Steve Jackson Games and see if we get an answer. All right, now we hit the Indiegogo part of our Kickstarter roundup. The Sinister Stone of Sakara 5E. Now, this was originally released by Autark for the Axe system, the Conqueror King system. They are now uh, converting it to 5E. 
And I think the conversion to 5e is a, is a great idea. Um, because, listen, let's be honest. If, you're, if you are a content creator, if you're a publisher, your main market is going to be 5e because it's your larger market. Now, you write for what you love. I write for Swords and Wizardry when I write. But I'm sure if, it was pub if anything I wrote was published through Frog Guy Games, <laughs> it'll get converted to 5e too. Because 5e pretty much pays for the Swords and Wizardry editions that come out. So you, you got to take what you can. And the Sinister Stone of Takara was a very good OSR adventure. And I think the conversion to 5e will work very well for 5e players out there. And again, as I stated in a recent post, if I am going to play 5e, playing converted OSR adventures is probably the way I'd have to go. It would, it would seem at least fairly familiar to me. I'd be uh, in, in a, I don't know, a, a home-like sandbox. Now, again, moving on, we have Dark Naga. Dark Naga is issuing the OSR Haunting of Hastur series of modules. These modules were originally released for 5e. They are being converted to the OSR. So it's, you're getting a, and there's only one backers level. It's five modules with detachable covers. Okay, for a hundred bucks. So it's twenty dollars a module for five modules in the series. They've they've got their detachable uh, covers. They are saddle stitched booklets. You know, it, it's like as they say, it's all modules in the old school print format, wrap around detached covers, maps on the inner cover, saddle stitched, stapled booklet. There's no stretch goal, just a low target, small print run to give the backers who have wanted this version in this print format to have their wish granted. That is a publisher that you want to support. They're doing this. They're supporting you. Support them. Now, last, certainly not least, well, I guess certainly least, this is a Kickstarter that funded prior. Yes, now which, I'll tell you why I'm bringing this back up. This estimated delivery was April 2014, so we are over, over four years late, right? It is Glamazons versus the Curse of the Chainmail Bikini uh, from Prettiest Princess Games. Isn't, isn't that just sweet? So, they are over four late, four years late. However, they released a new game at Gen Con this year. Isn't that special? But guess what else? Uh, you know, well, if you've been following along elsewhere, on the, on the outside, maybe you'll know this already, but that assault that happened at uh, outside, the, I think it was a tin roof bar that happened on the street that happened with between attendees at Gen Con. It's part of the extended Gen Con uh, atmosphere, I guess you could say. And uh, uh, one vendor uh, sucker punched uh, a YouTuber 
Well, the vendor in question is the same guy with this fucking four-year late Kickstarter. So uh, if you're going to throw punches, you shouldn't be living in a glass house. You shouldn't be drawing attention to yourself. Why Why the fuck? Also, you shouldn't be bragging about it after the fact on social media because then you have to close down your social media. But people still see it. So here's the thing. If you already are a dick by having your Kickstarter be four four years late and you haven't done an official update since December 6th, 2016, why draw fucking attention to yourself? Why put yourself as a focus? You're, you're a dick. You're an asshole. You're a pot and you're an idiot. But all that and more. So that's our Kickstarter roundup for today. I'll include links and the blog post that goes along with this. Thank you all for stopping by. Thank you for supporting the Tavern on Patreon. I do appreciate it. And for those of you that shop through the affiliate links, you're awesome. Again, thank you. Uh, stay safe. God bless. Roll your dice well. And uh, tomorrow morning, I'll check back in. All right, folks. Be good. Hello, and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, and the main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern Blog. So, this weekend I am in the Poconos, northeastern PA, and it is rainy as shit. started raining overnight, it's supposed to rain, I don't know through Monday, through Tuesdays, something like that. So, we have things on the agenda we're going to be doing. It has nothing to do with swimming or outdoor activities, so we'll we'll be mostly dry, except when we park the car and have to walk into a location. But since I'm up here, I'm, I'm thinking about how to use local history as inspiration for gaming, for a game adventure. Uh, we are, when I say we, my, my parents' house is in, it's in the borough of Hawley. That's part of Wayne County. Now, Honesdale, the seat of Wayne County, is known as the birthplace of the American Railroad because the first locomotive ran out of Honesdale. Now, Honesdale to Hawley, it was a canal, and it transported coal back in the 1800s. And this area was always big, big for coal. So, it's known for a canal system that you can still see the remains of. It's known... Like I said, for the first locomotive, it's known for coal. And coal, of course, means mining. And if we're going to deal with 
morning, we can certainly transpose some of that into a fantasy world type setting. Maybe they aren't mining coal in our in our fantasy adventure, but maybe they're I don't know. They're mining iron. Well, there's coal. Coal with iron. You're going to make steel out of the combination. The heating and everything else. But we could say that during the mining process, we uncover an old ruin or underground complex. They, they, They happen to break into it and maybe it's an older civilization uh, left it behind out here uh, I believe the Indians were the Lenapak Indians when I was a teenager digging well turning the soil over in my mother's garden something that you're supposed to do pretty much on a daily basis I found a strangely shaped rock about the size of your palm. And uh, my imagination, it, it definitely looked man-worked. And I was like, wow, maybe this was... And it had little notches on, on, on across from each other. I said, wow, maybe this was like a, an axe head or a hammer. And uh, you know, I thought that for... Uh, 25, 30 years until I went to the local museum and I saw probably a hundred of these in a display and what I had found wasn't an axe head that was dulled over time and it wasn't a hammer what I found was a weight for uh, a fishing net which is strange because we're up on a Pokemon Mountains are smaller mountains, but we're we're up in the out of town, probably up a hundred feet from Main Street's elevation level, when the rivers go through. So to find this stone up here is surprising. Although maybe there was a stream going through, and you know, who knows. But it's got to be something that I could use that for as inspiration for my my adventure too. Now, what can I do with this? You know, maybe even before this underground location, this tomb or whatever it's going to be that's left, but it's prior civilization is found maybe the party finds some kind of minor relic or or a piece of history in a prior adventure nearby which leads them to the area maybe looking for a local sage who can give them an idea or clue as to the purpose of this item the powers if it has powers and uh, that gets them right in the area as uh, 
as, as things go off, as the the tomb is uncovered by the miners. I don't know. Just an idea. That's kicking around my head. I, I think that if you use historical inspiration, especially local historical inspiration, it can make things, I don't know, dare I say it, a little more real. I mean, you can use larger historical inspiration, but then maybe your, your players might recognize it. And I don't know if players recognizing the inspiration is necessarily a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I just think that authenticity that your players can't even nail down, I don't know, might be a good thing. Like I said, it's a thought for Saturday morning as I sit in the back porch. Uh, almost in a break in the rain. The rain has slowed down. Uh, I, when I was sleeping, it was uh, at one point when they talk about the sounds of uh, rain on a tin roof. Well, the roof is no longer tin, but it's still metallic. And there was something very comforting and calming about that pitter-patter of rain, the pattern it makes and the sound uh, as it hits that roof that is, uh, it rolls one right back to sleep and I swear to God, I did not want to get up this morning. And let's see, what else is going on? Our Discord server, I think we're up to, I don't know, 11, 12 publishers, six content creators that now have dedicated channels on the server. So if you're not checking out the Tavern's Discord server, technically the Ten Cars Tavern Discord server, I'll include a link uh, on the uh, blog post that goes along with this. But if you don't want to go to the blog post, I'm going I'm to give you a shortened link right now, and that is tencars-tavern.games slash discord type that into your browser click enter it'll take you to an invite to our discord server now we are knocking very close to 800 members and we're really doing very well in in increasing that membership I truly appreciate it for everyone that's participating it's a lot of fun at home in New York I have my second monitor always open the Discord. So if I'm at my desk, I'm always peeking over, seeing uh, conversations that are going on. And if you ping me, I generally hear it if I'm at my desk. And I'll peek on my phone afterwards. If you're going to use uh, the Discord, you can use it via the web or you can use it via the app. Um, I'm going to recommend that you uh, install the app on your desktop, be it Windows or unless in my case your Mac even just running in the background it will give you notifications if, if important stuff is going on or somebody's trying to reach you and it shows us as a little bit more active with more people online and uh, that in itself it can't be a bad thing we're trying to get a, a supporter status with Discord so We'd like to see how that works, and uh, we're going to try every angle we can to meet their qualifications. 
and uh, participate with our pub- publishers. You know, if you got questions for them, ask them. Uh, they're there for you. You know, some are more active than others, and some are still learning the ropes. But you have people like uh, Douglas Cole from Gaming Ballistic. You know, shoot a man's ear off. He's willing to answer any and all questions. So. Alrighty. I think at this point I shall bid you all adieu. I'm going to uh, go to our local breakfast spot in a little bit. Mm. I get this uh, omelet. It's like an ultimate omelet. And the only thing I don't like in it that comes in it is mushrooms. But since Rachel likes mushrooms, whatever food she has, you know, it's like a mushroom omelet because she gets enough to make her own. All right, folks. On that note, God bless. Be safe. Roll your dice well. I will talk with you all tomorrow morning. Be good. Later, later.